welcome to As the Worm Turns. You are tuned in to KVNF's live call-in gardening show. I'm your host, Jill Spears. I'm here with my, of course, my favorite regular gardeners, Lance and Lulu. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening. Hello, everybody. And we've got our special neighbor worm in here. It's Amber Kleinman joining us. Hi, Amber. Hello. Thanks for having me. Um, pleasure to have Glad you here. Glad you're here. It's yeah. always fun to have more people. More right? worms, right? the better. Yeah, yep, the more, more worms, <laughs> the better. More the merrier. Yep. Yeah, and thanks to everyone last week who... Uh, got in on our Pledge Drive show and supported KVNF and As the Worm Turns. <laughs> we appreciate you guys. So Yeah, it was Boy, a good show. Do we ever. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Yes. Fabulous. Very much. And we'd love to hear from you tonight. Yeah, save us from ourselves. <laughs> you know that story. <laughs> 970-527-486-68866-KVNFnow-worm-at-kvnf.org. I do want to mention it's the last evening of the Arble, Arble Farmer's Market here in town in yeah. Paonia. It's happening da, down there. Da, da. Oh. <laughs> that is a great scene. And shout out to everybody that participates in that and mm-hmm. supports the farmers. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard living. <laughs> it's a lot it's of work. It's a lot it's of work. It's a lot. And a lot it was challenges. hard this year. It was especially. Hard. I don't think there's a single gardener out there who you know, didn't have some wonky thing going on in their garden, even right? Lance. Oh, yeah, there yep. was something. Yeah, sure. there were some wonky things out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. crazy so. stuff. Yeah. Well, th- let's just go backpedal a little bit because Marilyn sent us a question last week and we were talking about insects and praying mm. mantis and we got onto um, the borage and it being a bee plant and we thought amber would be the perfect person to answer yeah. this question why the bees yeah. just love the borage plants so much yeah they're just they're crazy for borage um it's just a high nectar plant and it is a fall blooming plant and that's um that's what they're looking for in the fall is when they're just stockpiling nectar and trying mm-hmm. to create stores for the winter um, they're all over the borage, and it's just loud. It's almost, you know, mm-hmm. audible so if you have a patch yeah. of borage. They're there. Yeah. yeah, and all the flowers, like the scabiosa and whatever is blooming, like, oh, the asters. Oh, the so asters are the asters. everywhere. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Goodness. They're having a banner year, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, they sure are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely I, in my yard. I even saw the bees going after the pink, little pink mallow flowers. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. They were going there, and I had this big patch of borage, and I, it's like, God, I'd like to take that out, but oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's, no. it's going to stay there. <laughs> no. okay. Yeah. The, the red valerian, if you cut back red valerian, that, what's it called? Goat's rue beard something. Jupiter's beard. Jupiter's oh, beard, yeah. that. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you cut that back early after it's done its thing, boy, it flowers at this time of the year, and it's mm-hmm. covered. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they and love it. There's a lot of reblooming. You kind of went right into what I wanted to mention. Oh, Lots good. of reblooming flowers because this fall is so long and mellow. Mm-hmm. Um, I have full on lavender reblooming. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've oh, never it's... seen it get this far. Like it'll, it will, a couple stalks will bloom, but it's like. The whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing's blooming oh, again. That's okay, bad. that the seaf- roses. that um, lam- limonium, that seafoam lavender plant that okay. I have, it never blooms this late, and it's covered I with know. this beautiful color, and the bees, of course, are on it. And just, 
I'm telling you, it's just wonky. It's just a wonky yeah. year. Yeah. Usually well, we get that freeze um, around the 6th to 10th of October. That's pretty typical around here, and it just hasn't come yet. It hasn't come. Right. And I mentioned several weeks ago that I had seen some um, autumn crocus blooming. Well, they're still blooming. That's wow. right. I love it. Yeah. Oh, and, and the gray pyacinth, is, is, it's got a lot of its greenery up, but not any of its... Uh, blooms no. but still oh, i haven't seen it either wow. yeah. that's, that's all over the place mm-hmm. too yes yeah, like mm-hmm. the season's just drawing yeah. out in this beautiful yeah. beautiful yeah. colorful oh, fall. The, the bees are going after even my pea plants which they normally don't because they're self-pollinating but they're going in and out of those flowers the sweet peas are still blooming the zinnias are still going yeah. dethonia gorgeous which is mexican sunflower so mm-hmm. they're just having a grand time yeah, mm-hmm. sunflowers still everywhere. Yeah. And so, Amber, what are they, the bees doing? Are they waiting for that first freeze, too? Are they waiting for the flowers to go? What, what's their cycle? And what well, they? I mean, yeah, they're just stockpiling for winter. And so um, mostly they're collecting nectar at this point. They're not collecting too much pollen because the pollen they collect for raising their brood and they're not producing a lot of brood right now they slow down for the winter Um, in fact they create these winter bees that live for two or three months at a time instead of summer bees it's like a whole different bee that is produced in September or you know bred and fed and grown in September to be a survivor bee for the winter cycle here wow yeah, and How then they kind of slow down, that, right? Right? Yeah. How they they plan for this. They know yeah. there's less food, and so they're just bringing in as much nectar and dehydrating it down um, so that it will store, uh, and they'll have it to eat all winter long. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. I love it. That blows yeah. me Those away. Super organisms. They're you so know? smart. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And we think we're so cool. And all we can, you know, and all we can do is pound on each other. Right. I mean, the whole I thing is just ridiculous. Right. Oh, I want that. Give it to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. Look at the cooperation yeah, going yeah. on there, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Survival. And For the survival of the organism as a whole. As a whole. Yeah. yeah. It's well, not about individual bees. go. Yeah. Right? <laughs> she whiz. Can you imagine? We could what learn. a concept. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love it. We're going to have to have a, a bee show on here because yeah, I just learned something bees. new. Mm-hmm. So. All right, yeah. sounds good. Yeah. All right, give us a call, 527-4868-866-KVNF-NOW. Worm at kvnf.org is the email. And I do have um, an email from Nicole out there who just loves that the show was an hour long this so this summer, and she oh. hopes that we do it again. So, yeah. so yeah. Thank you, Nicole. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for that support. Yeah, put a check in the corner there. That's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> All right, so Nicole, um, they bought a new home three years ago, and it came with a few apple trees. Some are old and abused by horses. Uh, Um, One in the front yard is younger, maybe five to seven years old, and this is the first year it's really bared any fruit since they've been in the home. The fruit came on heavy, and they don't think that they culled it enough because they're all pretty small, but about half of them have um, splits at the stem. So we've got, you know, of course, once the split happened, yeah, all then the everybody went in. goes in yeah. there, the earwigs, mm-hmm. and everybody, yeah, yes. party. So how can they prevent it um, from splitting? And then you guys get bonus points on these pictures <laughs> if you can identify well, the variety. 
Well, well, well. Will the splits come from water getting in there from rain? Or maybe the overhead sprinkling? Right. Just you know, sitting in the... That, right yeah, around the stem. Right around the stem. Right them, and then, you know, it has to go someplace, and that's where the splits are coming from. So the more rain you get, the more cracks you're going to get. Oh, wow. You know, you might shake the tree a little bit. Shaking the tree. Shake the sugar tree. Shake the sugar tree. Okay. And um, she she also wanted to know if we could identify the apple. Yeah. So, right? Yeah. Yes. What do you so, think? So, well, there, we Lulu? got a bunch of weird stuff going on here. So, I'd like to know what does this apple taste like? Is it tart? Is it sweet? And this is the new tree that we're. Yes. This right. is yeah. a newer tree. Okay. Okay. And it's round like that. It's a round. It's yeah, very it's round. round. Uh-huh. It's yeah. small, if it's a new tree and it's round like that, it's more likely a rome. Oh. A red rome, right. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that have the red, when you cut into it, you see yeah, that little, little trace of red around the, um, under the skin right oh, there. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if it was on an older tree, like way older, I found this picture. What I noticed about her picture was the spots on the apple. Speckles, yeah. Yeah, it, they're really noticeable. And I found this, um, it, it's a, a historic, it's on the North Carolina historic site, and it's just J, the letter J, apple. And, I mean, check it out. It's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you might. Oh, wow. You yeah. might look that up. Oh, it is um, J apple. Similar. Yep, the J apple. It looks pretty similar. It's round and it's got these really noticeable spots and. Mm-hmm. And Let's, we also we talked about how it could have been an old red delicious, which yeah. I think is interesting yes. for the history of of Paonia in this area because the North Fork was one of the places that really embraced the. Red Delicious Apple when it came to be yeah, early tell on. Yeah, about that, Amber. You've got some good history just, on that. I just have a little bit of uh, like a, a picture into that world because I um, transcribed a, a a journal from uh, William Beasley, who uh, is related to oh. Larry here as well. And um, they he grew an orchard way back in, uh, I want to say, 19... 20s 30s 40s that era Mm -hmm. and grew red delicious and spoke about red delicious apples and i didn't realize they were that old honestly wow Um, but they're kind of 100 years ago yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, so this area grew a lot of red delicious Mm -hmm. which is interesting wow i like it well and wasn't wasn't the story about that was some guy had a, a shoot that was coming up in his yard or in his orchard and he kept mowing it down and it kept coming up and so finally he said oh all right and turned out to be a red delicious i heard a story about that you should somewhere. look it up i yeah yeah we should find out that story or maybe yeah. somebody out there knows it yeah maybe yeah. somebody knows it I love history of this yeah. valley and the fruit and, the and food. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really fascinating. fascinating. Yeah, that I mean, you know, people just came here and right out of the shoot went, oh wait, hey, you're going to be able to, you know, grow fruit here. Yeah, fruit here, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty well. And then the anywhere you can grow a peach, you can grow a nut, right? Yeah, the almonds. Uh, the almonds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then the black walnuts came in and. Yeah, and there's Carpathian walnuts too. Yeah, English walnuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and mm. just 
But how did they do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I remember Judy Livingston came on the show one year, and um, she manages the museum down here and yeah. is born oh. and raised here in Paonia and lived here her whole life and talked about um, how amazing all of the orchards were. And they used to put out um, oil lamps underneath the trees when there was the threat of of, of frost. And so you would look outside and there was just all of these glowing lights. Mm -hmm. Gosh, that seems like a fire hazard. Yeah, I know. That's all I could think of was, oh my God. Uh, It reminds me of um, that Little Engine That Could, that book with all the the hills Mm. and they're just Mm -hmm. candy and flowers and (laughs) fruit. Yeah, I think it's magical. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, so delicious apple um, history here in Paonia. That's cool. Yeah, well, and I have that great old, old tree, and uh, we still have... Big Mama. Big Mama, yeah. We think she's a wine sap. Oh, God, I ate an apple today. It was so spectacular. Uh I have to harvest them. Yeah, loaded. But, uh, God, I got to get that big ladder out now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to get some help. (laughs) So is that about the last thing that we have to harvest, or those, those apples out there? Um, fruit, or your cold fruit wise. Yeah, fruit wise. Fruit wise, it's mm-hmm. the, those late apples. Yeah. yeah. The Fujis and Grannies are still out there. Um, they haven't harvested those. And if there's wine saps, they still haven't been harvested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And pears. I'm just pulling. There's some late pears. pears. Yeah. It's, yeah. The pears won't Huge stop. <laughs> pear year. I know. I've never had so many pears. <laughs> I haven't either. 183 pounds oh. of that one little <laughs> one tree. tree. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I only had a little scale, right? So I was weighing them like six at a time and writing it down. <laughs> yeah. Four plus seven. Yeah. Another... <laughs> I had to get the yeah. calculator out. I was like, wait, no, somebody read them to me while I'm. Yeah. Oh, mother of God. It was great. It was mm-hmm. fun. You know, mm-hmm. it was a good, 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 great year for some things and mm-hmm. other things. I still don't have any peas. Oh, mine are going. Um, I don't even want yeah. to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you they all that I brought last week got eaten. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sorry, you missed them. Oh darn! Right. <laughs> they went fast. Right. Yeah. They did. It they was. They were yummy. so good, and it's I've so decided sweet. that a lot of that problem is just that particular garden now is so compromised by the um, maple tree roots mm-hmm. that it just can't. You know, the nasturtiums, the flowers, the arugula, that kind of stuff is all doing great. And the red bud is thriving. Oh, good. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. But the fruit, forget it. I got, I've got, <laughs> I got nothing. The, yeah. bean, the beans wouldn't come, the, you know. It yeah. was rough. Constantly adapting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, have yeah, to yeah. analyze this time of year. Like, yeah. what worked okay. and why do I think it didn't work? Right. And where can I put it next time? Right. 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 And how am I going to outsmart these all roots? These bugs. All, oh, God. <laughs> all these bugs. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. Well, you've got an outsmarting thing going on with your... Um, Right. Aphids on the oh the aphids the yeah. trap crop well yeah right the, the the summer kale that I grow called Sutherland and it's a rare kale it's not um, not extinct or anything and it's a smooth leaf kale and uh, anyways it's it, this time of year it gets full of aphids so all of the aphids are on that kale 
but they're not on the cabbage, the curly kale, the kohlrabi. So they can just, I'm going to just leave that there. Because yeah. if mm-hmm. I take it off, I'm going to get the aphids yeah, on the other They're going to go right across the yeah. street and get on the other stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I, I want to just go back to all the roots you were talking about from the maple tree. Yeah. Well, you remember my friends Tim and Rhonda that came in and sat here? Oh, yeah. yeah. Every year he has to dig the palm tree roots. He literally oh. digs the palm tree roots out of his garden beds yeah, every he, year. He's in San Diego. so Well, San Clemente. Oh, San Clemente. Orange yeah. County, uh-huh. California. But anyways, that's what he does. It's like he digs them out. Huh. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I dig mine out, too, to, mm-hmm. to some extent. I mean, I rototill in there, um, and they get all chopped up. But they've managed to take so much of the... Nutrients yeah. and just and they water. just water and everything else out of the soil while they're you know haven't done anything to thwart the earwigs. <laughs> so I'm telling you, were they supposed to? Yeah, sure. If you're going to be that much of a pest to everything else, <laughs> you might as well help me out here. You might as well help me out here. I think a chain to the back of the truck sounds in in order there, Lou. Yeah, pull boy. something out of there. <laughs> well, Got remember four years ago, I chopped those huge mulberry trees down oh, for remember. the same reason. Oh, uh-huh. I remember. Yeah. And so now what's going on with that piece of, of land right there with the mulberries? Well, it's grass. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, and the grapes are growing good and everybody uh-huh. else isn't struggling. Right. And it was amazing. I mentioned that because everybody talks about drip line. Well, the roots are yellow on mulberry trees and they were 50 feet outside the drip line. Jesus wow. Christ. So when they say drip line, it's not it's beyond the drip line. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well and that so. that that that's that's been scientifically yeah. proven. Yeah. By the mother tree person, um, Suzanne mm. um, um, Sneed Steed, what was it? Oh jeez. <laughs> anyway, finding the mother tree. If you want to read a really good book, that's an amazing one. And that's what she was talking about, how she proved that the roots go completely in, in into each other and the trees communicate with each other. Uh-huh. Oh, my so, gosh. There you have it. Thousands of feet of roots going everywhere. <laughs> oh trees boy. talking to each other, bees yeah. breeding for survival in the winter. Oh, there's a oh. lot going on out there. Yeah, love it. Yeah, it's it, right. I mean, it really gets to you that this really is an organism, this island earth right. that we live on in the middle of this universe that isn't supporting life like this anywhere else that we know of. And here we are. It's pretty spooky and special. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Giant organism. Yeah. yeah, giant, giant organism right there. Yeah. In the middle of a... Gaia. There was a really good, yeah, there was a really good song I used to um, have as my theme song when I did What's Growing On on KDNK, and it was called Island Earth, and it was uh, by the Nylons, and it was a cappello, <laughs> and it was this beautiful, I know, right? It's very kinky. Um, <laughs> oh, well, we didn't go there. Oh, well. I, well, okay, bust it again. Um, but it was it was. Fabulous! It was this island in a star, in starry oh, yeah, ocean. Sure. Yeah, poetry in mm-hmm. motion. This island earth, mm-hmm. spinning uh. like a dancer. Gravity is the answer. Ooh, I like All it. along mm-hmm. in the blue, this island earth, mm. and that's us. So, 
you know, figure it out, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you had asked a while back uh, about things being harvested. The one summer thing that's still out there is winter squash. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it uh-huh. hasn't got – I've had a light frost, and I'll probably take them out next week. Right. But uh, they're still there, and they're just um, – Sucking up juice from the roots. And even though they look pretty shabby at this point, you just let them sit for until you're seeing like a yellow spot? Or what are you looking for on those? Actually, all of the stems are still green. Oh, Oh, wow. They're not even, they're not turning brown. Or they're getting sort of woody, but everything's still green. And they're still on the vines. And they're still on the vines. Wow, cool. And you're just going to let them sit until oh, yeah. lo- there's a freeze? I mean. Uh, when it's going heading towards 28, I'm going to go get time. them out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Mine are just sitting. Uh, uh, my vines died. Mm-hmm. They just wilted and died. So I cut the um, four little pumpkins off, and they're sitting in the sun, and they're ripening. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. They're coming along nicely, so. Without their vine or anything, they're just happy sitting there. You just never know. Yeah. <laughs> 527-4868-866, KBNF Now. Join us in the conversation tonight. Um, potatoes everywhere, sweet potatoes, regular potatoes, mm. and lots of critters down yeah. there with your potatoes. <laughs> it, it takes me a long oh. time to dig those potatoes because <laughs> the toads somehow have figured oh. out that you get underneath, they get underneath the plant. As the potatoes underground are growing, they're making space. And they can get down in there, six and eight <laughs> inches amazing. down. And so uh, that potato patch that I had, um, I probably dug up 10 to 15 toads from very oh large gosh. to very small. <laughs> that is cool. And so you got, I really got to take my time. Sure, they're so soft. Yeah, otherwise you're going to decapitate one Yeah, you know, so anyways, and I did not get even 300 pounds. I got about 250. I was shooting for three to four. Oh, you were? Yeah. Wishful thinking. 250 pounds of potatoes and 50 pounds of toad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you took care of your sweet potatoes out there. Oh, my God. It was like I had never grown sweet potatoes. Um, and it, it was uh, quite an experience. It was pretty cool. The, the vines went everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, boy, if you want something Beautiful. that's, yeah, that's just going to cover a massive area with vines, grow sweet potatoes. And then you get in there and you start digging them and you can't, they're really brittle. Really? Uh, yeah, they're very brittle, and they have these l- long stringer roots, and you <laughs> got to be careful. Well, you don't have to be careful, but they're in there kind of throwing you a curve, and you're trying to figure out where the potatoes <laughs> are, and you're you're in there, you know. It, I felt like an archaeologist in there, <laughs> right. you know. Are you under there? Brush. Where are you? <laughs> yeah, I had my little scraper thing, you know, and uh-huh. I, my little scraper shovel, and I was looking, and... Did you have a variety of sizes? Uh, yeah, I had that? a big variety from size of a golf ball to the honker that was probably, I'd say, a couple pounds mm-hmm. anyway. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty big. And as I was getting it out, it broke. So I <laughs> <laughs> have to eat it. Yeah. Well, they and I guess they have to sit around and cure for a little while, too. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they don't have much flavor. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's not something you dig and just eat. No, oh, you don't. You no, them. you let them sit around and mm-hmm. and fester and. Do they become less brittle? I hope so. <laughs> or not. I think I'm just going to clean them up and make them into chips or something and, mm-hmm. and do that. That'll be good. Have you grown them, Amber? I have. Oh, I grew good. them in the greenhouse because uh, they typically want warm soil. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, I put them in, inside to start them early because they're kind of a long season and to keep them nice and warm. And that worked really well. But the vines were... There's a lot. Yeah. You know, they take up some space. Right. So they, they you, you brought them to fruition in the greenhouse. Yeah. 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 And they were big. And I was surprised how yeah. big they were. Yeah. Um, and I'd grown them out of uh, sweet potatoes about at the store. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Because you can slice them in half and just set them on top of soil and they will start to root. Oh, wow. It was a little experiment. Mm-hmm. Huh, you yeah, you have to get uh, organic potatoes. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Because commercial ones are have sprays or something. Uh, well, that makes they them not... dip it in a sprout inhibitor. Yeah, that's so that they won't sprout. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to to do that to grow your own from a, a sweet potato in the garden. Get organic. Yeah, yeah, but you can do it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Or you can buy the slips in the mail. Too. Yeah. That's what that's what Willie did. He had slips, and so he had a bunch left over, and he gave them to me. He said, "Here, throw these in. See what happens." Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, vine and explosion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And you had a tip for those uh, slips, Lance? Oh, it was just because um, I had read an article about it. I've never grown them at my place. It's too cold. Mm-hmm. The nights are too cold. But um, you would take those slips and put them in a four-inch pot, get them good and rooted, and you know you prep the ground out like you normally would, and then you would take that four-inch pot and stick it, you know, take the plant right out of the pot, stick it right on top of the ground, and heal the dirt up and over it. So you got another extra four inches of soft soil so that the the tubers, sweet potatoes, can grow that much more. Oh, wow. So, that gives them a lot of yeah. big honking ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jane called in and thought um, that you could only grow sweet potatoes in the South, and how is it possible here? Is it just if you've got the warm soil? I, I right think spot? you want to put it in your warmest spot yep. and uh, mm-hmm. just keep it. That's. I think the greenhouse worked well. I don't. I think you can grow them outside. Yours were outside. Mine though. were outside. Yeah. yeah. Justy grows them. He grows them outside. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, over the years, they've adapted ones for cooler temperatures yeah. okay and um so you do that and i uh, say 15 20 years ago there was uh, a somebody in eckert that was well known for growing sweet potatoes in eckert or orchard city area mm-hmm. and every fall he would buy two or three sweet potatoes right out of the grocery store not organic and he would just let them sit on the counter until they sprouted Oh. And then he would cut the sprouts off and put them in a pot. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then he would plant the plants out. Now, I don't know what the soil prep was or anything that he did, but you can do it. Oh, yeah. All yeah. right, Jane, you might want to try might, it. Yeah, yeah. It, and this is the great sweet potato and yam uh, confusion as well. <laughs> Yams are very tro- are semi they've got to be in the tropics tropics oh, you okay. just don't get a yam a sweet potatoes um one of the big areas that produces a lot of sweet potatoes is new york state really for some reason yeah huh. upstate in new york yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I don't understand how they get away with that labeling in the fall of yeah, calling I them don't either, cause yams because yeah, they are not yams. They're, they're not sweet yams. potato, and that's all there is to yeah, it. Yeah, the chances of you getting a yam at Thanksgiving are slim to no. Yeah. Marketing, right? Yeah. 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 So Maybe if you live in Florida or something or mm-hmm. Puerto yeah. Rico or something, <laughs> you know, you could get one. But You'll Africa. be eating sweet potatoes at You'll be eating sweet potatoes, <laughs> baby. Yeah. Don't you be thinking it's a yam. Right. Yeah. All right. And oh, just one last little thing. They yeah. are in the same family as bindweed. Yes. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. 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 They're, I they're in the same family yeah. as bindweed. Yeah. What does that mean? I mean <laughs> just so you know, That's confusing that bindweed isn't family. all that bad. It's a big right. family. Right. <laughs> well, I think it was Karen von Gontard and her crew that were thinking, um, how can we can make you, bindweed more nutritious? Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. 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 Then we'd be out there eating it for sure. It would oh, go away. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It would have to taste good, too. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that is going to do us uh, for us tonight. Amber, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks mm-hmm. for having me. And we'll be back next Tuesday for another edition of As the Word Turns. How on earth is coming up next, though? Thanks for listening to KVNF. <laughs> All right. Have a good evening. Thank you, everybody, and thank you for your contributions and supporting us. Thank you. We love you. Bye-bye. <laughs>